the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Happy Friday. What a week it's been. What a donkey week it's been. It's been a really rough week for uh, many people in this country. And so it was kind of tempting to just want to stay in bed and just pull the covers over my head. But, you know, I can't do that because first and foremost, as selfish as I am, in spite of all the suffering this week, I just love y'all too much and just love hanging out with y'all too much. Glad to be with you tonight as we wrap up this week going into the weekend. 888-344-1170. Uh, on top of how, how are we how are we ending a really difficult week with a hurricane? Well, we're ending it with people still suffering from the hurricane and Kakala Kamala making false promises and, and creating panic on the part of the people in regards to hurricane relief. And then we've got uh, her boss, the head of the country, got in, had, he the uh, occupant of the White House has us on the verge of war with Russia. That's how we're ending this week, and it is quite the donkey week. Friday also means, of course, Bob Walters, who's going to be with us at the bottom half of the hour to share with you. And we'll have a little bit of good news that we can talk about in his education segment this week. Next hour and hour two, we'll have here of the week and stink of the week. And speaking of stink, <laughs> at least we'll have a giggle. As we finish this week, at least we'll have a giggle at the uh, thanks to uh, Nancy Pelosi, because she certainly stepped in it in regards to some comments she made about immigration and also some good news on behalf of an idea, a bill that's being introduced by Republicans regards to immigration. So lots to get into tonight. We want to hear from you, of course, 888-344-1170. How worried are you tonight about the prospects of the United States being on the brink of war with Russia. It's very, very real. And we're going to get into the details on that. Before I go any further, though, i got to bring in the man. He's with me as our dear friend DJ Potato Skins is rolling tonight into his wedding weekend. Uh, the the um, I, I don't want to call him the backup because he's really, he's really an A-lister himself uh, here. In particular, he's the OG when it comes to playing the best tunes for me. And that is, of course, DJ Jalapeno. <laughs> he is back to run the show, <laughs> whether he wants to or not. <laughs> I don't know. Some people here at the station might say that you kind of drew drew the short straw having to come in and sit with me for over a week. Well, you know, some of those people might be named me, but I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Thank you for giving me a giggle. <laughs> okay. Um, now I got to get serious. How do I segue um, from the giggle? to um camilla maybe maybe um you know usually just the mention of camilla's name makes me giggle on my own and you know i've a memo to me i've got to bring on that gal who does the such a great uh, camilla impersonation so on the heels of camilla going over to the demilitarized zone uh the the border of which uh <laughs> Uh, the border of North Korea, who returned Otto Warmbier to us with all of his teeth yanked out and brain dead to the United States. She goes over there on the, on the heels of her going over there talking about this great alliance we've got 
She came back today and did an interview with the alleged actress uh, Priyanka Chopra. I don't think anybody, Chopra, I don't know how do you say her name. And actually created some panic, not only created a political issue uh, involving discrimination, but actually created some panic on the part of the citizens down in Florida who are in desperate need of relief tonight. Before I mention what, what that was about um, certainly the OG governor himself, best governor in this country, best governor I can think of in my lifetime, really, who has faced not just a difficult uh, situation anytime you're governor of that large of a state with that diverse of a population, that large of an economy, a border state, faced with an annual situation of storms, but also the storm that is going on in this country with wokeism. And Governor DeSantis has just been the greatest governor I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, he is faced with a, a, a hurdle. Uh, he did, I, in my opinion, a spectacular job of preparing the state as much as possible in the emergency, which is really about preparing the emergency response team to have them ready to go to help the citizens. I think he's done a, a phenomenal job uh, with that. Uh, the story today, though, remains that, and this, the story isn't really over. It's uh, this is a, a deadly storm. That's not. It's no longer a, a, a hurricane. I think it's been dropped down to tropical storm status. But uh, the Carolinas are still bracing for a storm, so it's not over. There's still Americans in in facing this storm, but it, the. The Floridians today, particularly in Fort Myers area and Captiva Island and Sanibel Island, I believe, are are really and and surrounding areas are really suffering tonight. There's still an unknown number of deaths. We know that there have been thousands that have been rescued. Over two million, I believe, still without power. I believe DeSantis has said today that the ports will be open within a few days. Um, there's been amazing acts and on top of crazy scenes that we've seen, like sharks roaming down the, the streets, what, just tremendous acts of heroism. There was a video that went viral. I saw it posted by D.C. Drano, Rogan O'Hanley, who lives in Naples. And there was a video he posted today. <clears throat> I couldn't share it for some reason on the socials, but if you follow D.C. Drano, um, you should go check it out. There is a video that he posted that someone took of about four or five men in the middle of a street, chest high water. So these dudes were at least six feet and higher, and they're in raging uh, floodwaters, like a raging river up to their chest as they tried to extract and ended up successfully extracting an elderly gentleman from a truck. Had they not been there, had they not risked their lives, that elderly gentleman would have died. And it was just absolutely extraordinary. To see that. So in the face of people's lives being completely ruined, all the images that we've seen, senior citizens, people that have absolutely lost everything. Of course, we know that the left was politicizing the storm beforehand. But I think that even worse than what we heard from like the Haints on The View and others trying to blame this storm on DeSantis because he doesn't believe in climate change. I think the worst might have been Kamala Harris in an interview today saying that the Biden administration will focus on, quote, giving resources from the hurricane, dispensing, get, quote, giving resources uh, based on equity by directing funds to communities of color. 
Of course, uh, Christina Pusha, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her name correctly, who is Governor DeSantis's one of her spokespeople, uh, I believe, if not d- director of communications, uh, tweeted out and pinned at the top of her Twitter feed. This is false. At VP's rhetoric is causing undue panic, and it must be clarified. FEMA individual assistance is already available to all Floridians impacted by Hurricane Ian, regardless of race or background. If you need assistance, visit disasterassistance.gov or call 800-621-3362. So on top of the fact that this is racist, discriminatory, and absolutely repugnant to assert that some citizens who've lost everything in the face of this storm are more deserving of relief than others on the basis of their skin color, on the basis of some other uh, uh, um, identity politics box that gets checked under the guise of equity. As despicable as that is, right? The idea that you're going to pick and choose on the basis of something as, as, as shallow as somebody's skin color and what grade, by the way, what shade? I mean, is this like uh, one of those paint? I, I've talked about this before. And on the, on the ba- communities of color, what does that even mean? Right? Have you ever gone to Sherwin-Williams or gone to, you know, Home Depot and seen the color wheels? What shades? What constitutes somebody being a community of color? And and how is it that, that you know, and, and, and on the one hand, you might say, okay, well, you know, certainly somebody who lost a $3 million home is probably in a better position than somebody who lost a $30,000 or $300,000 home. That's not the point. That's not how we're supposed to be dispensing relief in this country. It's discriminatory on its face. But then worse, look at the panic that it created on the part of the citizens. How absolutely despicable. But isn't this perfectly, uh, you know, um, just it, it, this doesn't even have anything to do with Kamala Harris being completely incompetent and, and brain dead in her own right compared to Joe Biden. This just has to this just perfectly exemplifies and displays the callousness, the disregard, the hatred for certain segments of the population by these Marxists in our government. They literally hate some Americans on the basis of their skin color, on the basis of what community they live in. I do think, you know, as a citizen, I've talked about this before, I think we need to be careful with these government relief funds, these checks that get written, you know, on the basis of relief, right? Like all these Kardashians and Governor Newsom and all these people that got these fat PPP loans they didn't for their, for their fl- 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 like Reese Witherspoon, who's, spoon who's worth like $300 million and got PPP checks, Right. Uh, during during uh, that uh, for loans for her business that then got forgiven and she didn't have to pay back, right? I mean, I do think that we need to be careful with these relief funds that get sent. I do think that people need to show, uh, you know, that that they deserve it in some way. But you don't decide on the basis of skin color. There's an image of the senior citizen woman who's probably looks like she's in her 80s, pale, Caucasian. Lost everything, absolutely devastated. I can't get the image of this woman out of my mind. And she's not going to be deserving of money, according to the Biden administration. I don't know if they've corrected the record here. Was it a flip of the tongue? Or is, or is this the actual intention of the Biden administration to leave elderly white people, poor white people, disenfranchised white people, people who've lost everything to leave them out of their own money, 
The Biden administration, the U.S. government has no money. Every dime they're going to be putting out as a part of this FEMA plan is taxpayer money. It's not theirs. Got to shift gears, though, when we come back. We got to talk about what happened. Who took the moral authority today? It was a showdown, in a sense, between Biden and Putin. Who actually ended up as the, as the moral authority in the equation? And who might possibly be the bad guy dragging us into war? We're going to share that with you when we come back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. I do not consider myself in any way a foreign policy expert. It was something I studied extensively, actually, in my political science days, but it's the kind of thing to where it's just shock and awe. You really have to, it's like a full-time job trying to stay on top of it. So um, as I share with you a little bit of what happened today with Putin's uh, press conference and Joe Biden's, I'm going to share with you some some wisdom that I curated off of from uh, people like Jack Posobiec, who was an intelligence officer, and others um, that I've seen, um, and Gordon Chang and others on Twitter today. So uh, just to recap the time we have, Putin gave a press conference today in which he said a few things that were astounding. Uh, First of all, when it comes to the moral authority, the first thing I want to point out is that as a well let me say this before i said something you said that was striking to me today in terms of who who became who who really showed themselves to be the moral authority in this good versus evil contest um before i before i share that i want to say that that it it shows that it's not and it has never been and it's one of the reasons why i didn't jump on this pro zelensky is a hero bandwagon from the beginning because I could see the in unison, the talking points that were identical being spewed by everybody in the same manner and the same methods that was done with COVID. And then and 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 I know that when it comes to these actors, it's not cut and dried. It's not black and white. It's not a case of Putin evil and Zelensky, Ukraine, stellar good peeps that we're dealing with. It's not the case at all. And that's one reason why I I couldn't jump on the bandwagon because that was the case that was trying to be presented to us. Case in point, what I found, and I'm not sure how many, I think some people have pointed out today, one of the things that was extraordinary that Putin said today was he talked about how the West, how the West has basically crumbled and gone weak with having no moral compass. And he used a couple of examples. He talked about pushing gender change experimentation on children and doing the work of Satanism. (laughs) And you know what? He's right. And when we are that weak morally and have completely gone so morally decrepit as a nation, I've got a story later on to tell you guys about how bad it's gotten involving Children's Hospital in Philadelphia. We're not really the United States of America anymore that can sit on the high ground and assume the moral authority over the rest of the world. And it certainly is a reason why we must, as citizens, think very carefully before we support supporting Ukraine in joining NATO. One of the things that uh, Putin said today, um, well, let me back up in the interest of time. 
He said, we uh, we call on Kiev to immediately cease fire and hostilities and the war unleashed in 2014 return to the negotiating table. We are ready. The choice of people in the annexed areas, he went on to list, will not be discussed. Uh, Russia will not uh, betray their decision. This says people allegedly had signed on to join the nation of um, areas of Ukraine to sign on to become a part of Russia. After that, Zelensky announced that Kiev will hold no, will hold no and this is this is where it really gets scary for me. Then Zelensky comes out and announces that Kiev will hold no negotiations with Russia while Putin is president, and that he is applying for full NATO membership today for Ukraine. I'm not an expert in foreign policy. I'm not an expert in NATO, but one thing that I know as reiterated by experts today, is that Ukraine joining NATO means that the U.S. and every other Western country is in direct, automatically in direct military conflict with Russia. Nuclear, and this uh, a tweet from Greg Price, nuclear armed countries fighting against each other because we must turn entire nations into war-torn wastelands while elites get rich to save democracy. That's really what's going on here. And unfortunately, we have people like Gordon Chang. Conservatives love to try out Gordon Chang. Never brought him on my show. If I want to know maybe some history of the CCP, if I want to understand a little bit more about the culture of China and maybe and, and, and maybe their nation and its history in some aspects, I might bring Gordon Chang on. But here's an example of why I'm not, I, I won't bring him on. Ukraine should be permitted to join NATO. Free societies must defend each other. Really? This why this is why we needed and and I was angry at the conservatives that jumped on board making Zelensky out to be some phony to be a hero of which he wasn't and pretending and asserting that Ukraine was the free democracy that they never have been because here we are. And of course we're what how many billions of dollars in on this? We've already been been a a, a part a, a proxy agent in this war. We're lit. And tomorrow, Jordan Sashel said, and I agree with him here, it's pretty clear based upon Gordon Chang's tweet that the ruling class would rather start World War III than hand over the levers of power. There was a reason why Biden did everything that he could. Forget, that, that, forget what he said about February in February about taking out the Nord Stream, although that could have been a part of it. He did everything that he could to encourage and enable and make possible Putin to go into Ukraine. He wanted this war. They needed this war. And here we are, it getting ramped up, going into the midterms. He said today as well, we're going to be sending divers down to, to see what happened down there. He talked today, made quotes today. About how we need to, we need to, um, how did he put it here? America is fully, quote, America is fully prepared with our NATO allies to defend every single inch of NATO, ter- NATO territory. Every single inch. Mr. Putin, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Every inch. I think the only good news we can hope for at this point is that I think it requires every member of NATO to vote for Ukraine to become a member. And hopefully we've got some – my also understanding is there's supposed to be a meeting tomorrow. Um, let me see what time that meeting's supposed to take place, if I've got notes on that. 
Now, some people are saying, before I look up the time of this meeting tomorrow, uh, U.S., Japan, Australian defense ministers are meeting in Hawaii tomorrow. No time for this meeting. Um, uh, Poso tweeted out, and a good point, all the people on Twitter advocating for World War III don't realize the free money gravy train comes to screeching to a halt when the fighting starts. True. Uh, now, POSA was also putting out that the West Wing was scrambling. They didn't know that the NATO stuff was going to w- was going to be brought up today by Ukraine. I wouldn't be surprised if that was true. I wouldn't be surprised if that was true at all. Uh, he also tweeted out that many young members of the Biden administration are fully supporting Ukraine joining NATO immediately. Uh, there are many others who are 100 percent against it due to the series of events that would follow this parade White House staffer. This is very dangerous times, very dangerous times we're in. I want to know what you guys think about it. 888-344-1170. Are you such a, a foreign policy expert? Are you such a war hawk? Are you so in the Liz Cheney, Halliburton, military industrial complex, George W. Bush, we got to take take troops everywhere? Are you on, on that bandwagon that you think this is a good idea? 888-344-1170. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to our buddy Bob Walters. And you know what? He's actually got some good news this week to share with you guys before he gets into the college crazies. <laughs> so come on back. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170 The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Quickly before we go to Bob Walters, William has a quick comment he wants to make about this Russia potential war situation. Hey, William, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. What say you and quickly? Because we got to get to Bob. Thank you, Andrea. Quickly, 60 seconds. Eastern Ukraine and the border of Russia is like the Valley Ford of Russia. Google St. Alexander Nevsky, year 1221, when Genghis Khan ruled that area. Uh, he didn't want any Europeans coming in there. He could tolerate the Khan because the Khan didn't mess with his religion. Uh, U.S. Army Special Forces are with the Ukrainian Army there. Uh, if we have uh, the joining of Ukraine to NATO, uh, that will cause Putin's inner uh, Nevsky to come out with tactical nuclear weapons, and then there are consequences for that. Yep, I agree with you, William. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. Okay, Appreciate bye. it. Oh, um, wasn't expecting uh, that on tonight's show. I was looking forward to the weekend and just praying over the people in Florida. Um, I'm glad I got my steady Eddie with me, uh, Bob Walters, on uh, who's with us every Friday night to share with us. He's our education contributor here on the show. Um, hey, Bob. Hello. Good hey, to be here. glad to have you. Um, uh, I, I don't know if I mean, in addition to being an education contributor, you're also, a, you know, a, a historian politically. And I don't know if there's anything you might want to say on uh, this potential dust up on Russia or or not. It's up to you. If not, you can just lead us right into the good news uh, this week on education. I think I'll just go into, right into education. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. I can't, I can't do much about the Russia situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? One thing that we could say as a segue is we could say that um, so many people just, you know, wanting to rush us into this and just, yay, you know, really it, it, it is a result of them taking history out of our schools, right? So yep. there's yep. that. There's that. So let's get going with some good news. Let's start off with that. I need it. All right. Well, last week uh, I mentioned about the teachers de- leaving the public schools in dramatic numbers, which is really hurting the school attendance. And you asked that I maybe do a little research as to what are the reasons for the teachers leaving. Yes, yes. I, 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 checked, I checked two research studies that were done, 
and I put them together. And here's the reasons. First, you had low pay. That's one of the reasons. Mm-hmm. High stress from paperwork that's been required of them. Ineffective management over them, which leaves them in chaos and confusion. No respect from anyone. And that's true. A lot of parents have no use for the teachers these days, even whether that's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And too many reports to complete. And above all, discipline. They really feel that half the teachers have left because they just couldn't stand the really uh, undisciplined students who cannot have discipline put on them anymore, and they know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, shouting and, and abusing and pushing the teachers and, and disrupting the kids who want to learn, they can't learn. Yeah, it just goes to show that, you know, um, top down in society right now, the issue, the issues that we have – um, cult, everything, you know, politics is downstream from culture. What's going on in our culture is we got a cultural problem, Bob. That's at the root of every issue that we've got going on in yeah. this country. We've got a cultural problem. And when we're losing teachers, and even though we know that we've got too many crazy teachers out there that are pushing this far left stuff, there's also good teachers out there that are being exploited and taken advantage of in the system. And those are really the ones that we're losing. And uh, yeah, those are the ones we're, we're losing. I think, um, do you have numbers on and percentages of teachers quitting? Well, this past year, 50% of all teachers quit this, this past year, this year, the number has risen to 30% of all teachers quit. And that's a really dramatic number. When you look at the, uh, Millions of teacher positions around the country. That's a huge number. That's a huge number. And yeah. yeah. And the solution is not, I don't think, is happening in some states to just go to get people that aren't qualified. <laughs> no, it's not. No. It's like not having discipline because you, want, you don't want to hurt the, the unruly kid. You don't want to hurt his feelings. He should get a spanking, but that's not considered proper in today's world. So. No. Well, I mean, this goes back to, you know, um, decades ago for now. uh, It's been decades now that we started with the every kid gets a blue ribbon and there's no discipline in the home and kids get to that. Kids aren't taught, you know, um, even taking spanking out of it. Kids and in our generation, it was yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. You know, you, you, you had rules in the home. You had to do chores. You didn't just have everything given to you, right? I mean, you know, just right. complete, you know, uh, we have broken homes like crazy. People don't even bother to get married. They just, you know, women having six baby daddies from six different dudes, right? I mean, it's just complete breakdown of society. And it's it's affecting all aspects. Okay, well, thank you for f- that follow-up. I think it's important for people to understand where we stand. You know, we talk a lot, we talk a lot about issues going on in the schools, um, but not about the departure of teachers. And this is the, you're the only one reporting this. So once again, Bob Walters is bringing the information that nobody else is talking about. That's huge. All right, let's let well, my new book when it comes out will address the issues and what can be done about it. So that'll be out in about a week or two. And the name of the book and, is or education or in <laughs> indoctrination. Education or indoctrination. Be on Amazon in about a week. Excellent. Okay. All right. Good news. A Catholic Colorado elementary school and a middle school disinvited two Catholic high schools at a joint event that was planned because of the faculty's antagonism of Catholic values with their teaching at the high school. Uh, Same-sex attraction, gender fluidity, and other things that are totally opposed to the Catholic religious view of the world. What was the event? What was the event that they were supposed to be invited to? Uh, It was an event to celebrate the uh, coming of the uh, 
Christian year in the Catholic Church, and they were supposed to come and and celebrate it, and also plan some of the announce some of the plans for the school growth in the future. Wow! All canceled. Wow! Yeah, yeah. So, the, well, you know, and and it's even bigger picture than just what's going on in the schools. Um, it's well, first of all, it's 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 symbolic of what's happening in our in our country. The attack on um, the the attack on Judeo Christian principles and values, the denial of our religious freedoms and expression. You look at the rise of of hate crimes. It's really the the greatest rise in any hate crimes is really anti Semitic attacks on uh, on Jews in this country and then we've got religious persecution we all know that this is this is biblical where we're going with this um but it punishes the kids right you know this it is does. this is yeah. about punishing people for their beliefs that don't match uh the leftist ideology and it's just sh- shameful that the kids were denied this and it's a way to try to shame them to feel bad you know for their beliefs so that's yep. that's a shame it is. all right Tennessee became the first state to make surgical and medical gender transitions illegal for children under 18 years of age. Ooh, good news. That is good news. <laughs> uh, I hope a lot more states join that effort. Unlike California, which just passed a law that says anybody who's got a, any kid who wants, he's 14 and he wants to get sexual changed and his parents don't want him to, and they won't allow it in his state, they'll give him free transportation to come to California and pay for his procedure here. Wow. So we're we're actually going to be paying for, for the procedures? Oh, yeah. Paying for them to come and pay for the procedure once they're here. Uh. So now, on top of children being mutilated, taxpayers have to pay for it. Yeah. I'm now, you and I, that just kills yeah. me, the idea that my taxpayer dollars in the state of California are going to be used to destroy a child's life. To have them permanently mutilated. This is absolutely, I think uh, if there is any silver lining in that, Bob Walters, I think it's that Gavin Newsom, that is so extreme for most of the country that I think that alone could and and should and probably will stop him from uh, being able to run for president in 2024. I hope so. Or even run for governor again. Yeah. All right. He got Newsom did, however, veto a bill that makes kindergarten mandatory he cited the cost of it actually i'm happy he did it because that means kids are not forced into the indoctrination centers called kindergarten mm-hmm. in the state of california uh the parents can still decide whether to send their kid or not to kindergarten that it's, is good news so that, it is good news i'm yeah. surprised i'm surprised yep. he vetoed that that's interesting but it's good news i'll take it <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Then you got 13 Harlem high schools are named among the best in America of 500 schools that were checked by uh, a, a, a scholastic organization, ranked by test scores, academic performance, diversity, and comments from teachers and students. Those 13 Harlem schools, uh, high schools, were named among the best. You know, it's, what amazes me is that's basically black schools doing outstanding work. You wonder why. Blacks attending other schools throughout the country where they're a minority do so poorly. The gap is tremendous. That's a good question. And, uh, um, they're particularly doing poorly here in uh, in California. 
So, yeah. and then of course in the South, you know, where I come from, you know, um, we, we, in New Orleans has, St. Aug is in, in New Orleans is a public school, um, it does, does a decent job. And some of the charter schools that started post Katrina have done a decent job for, for African American students, but by and large, it's just absolutely terrible. Um, but that's interesting. That's really good news. Um, and, and yeah, yeah. we need to search further as to what's the cause of what can be learned from this for the other schools in America. You read my mind, my man. I was going to give you a little homework <laughs> assignment. <laughs> okay, I'll get on it. Okay. The students are finally winning the battle for school choices. Now more than half of all the states in the union have such laws like Arizona. And uh, the financing is uh, paid for by the state for the students to pick any school they want to go to, public, private, religious, doesn't matter. California, of course, does not. Mm. That effort failed. So Well, it failed in part. I had a conversation um, with a new school started starting up here in Oceanside. And um, it's kind of like homeschooling. It's kind of like a, well, anyway, it's hard to, descri- hard to explain, but... Um, we were talking about why school choice failed, and it, it, there was dueling efforts uh, going on, and um, one was not – was a disingenuous, not honest um, effort. And so I'm, I'm hoping that those like yourself that were actually trying to get the real school choice movement going, that it might actually get started again because this is our taxpayers' dollars, and your dollars should follow your kid wherever you want them to go. There is an effort being put together and maybe try this again in January. So Good. I'll keep you posted. Good. College crazies. You got time? Oh, yeah. Okay. Stop using race to rig college admissions is headed for the Supreme Court, which is good. Asian students in the top index of their class before college only have a 12% chance of admission to Harvard versus African-Americans who have a 56% chance. <laughs> yeah, you know, where's that just? Uh-huh. This has been going on for some time. And uh, per the article, it started in 1985 with Princeton. And one of their administrators were heard to say, we've had enough of them referring <gasps> to Asians. Oh, so wow. So we decided it is racism in the college for admission programs. It's a lot of colleges doing it. So it's coming to the Supreme Court in the next month. And hopefully we'll get a good decision to put an end to that. Well, I thought you reported a while back. I'm pretty sure that Harvard had already been sued and lost. They were busted by some Asian students. They were what they were doing to prop up admissions of African-American students and minimizing admissions of Asian students, I think, was down um, marking them down on personality scores because their academics yeah. was so high, as well as their charity and their other uh, 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 other pursuits in high school. Um, but I'm glad that this is this is coming to you know su- to the Supreme Court because this is the wor- this is this is systemic racism. This is systemic racism, and and then on top of it, to make matters worse, how much how much of this is we're are we paying off uh, on these student loan deal? Like right, like four hundred billion dollars, we got to pay off all these student yeah. loans. How many of those student loans were African Americans that really didn't have the academic goods to get into these schools? 
And we're done no favors, by the way. Unless Harvard's going to downgrade their curriculum and put these and have two sets of curriculums, right? One for the for the real kids that deserve to be there academically and one for the dummies that got in because of their skin color. And by the way, I could have never gotten into Harvard. I'm not even half as smart as it takes to get into Harvard. Not all of us are, right? Not all of us and you, are. You're huh? the, and you're not the right color, so you're going to you have a right. problem. So it's, it's you well, know, it's, it's not wrong to say that some people don't deserve to be there. That was the whole point of some of these institutions that it was for the cream of the crop it was supposed to be hard to get in and you know that's the way it is and and it's so i think um first monday in october right the next supreme court is uh is going to start hearing in october uh next monday so that was a local court that was a local court the supreme court yes by harvard harvard appealed it yeah we need the supreme court to weigh in okay now we got to take a break and we okay. and uh, but then we've got more uh, coming up with uh, Bob Walters, including a story about sexual abuse with cheerleaders. So stay tuned for that, as well as something about Disney. Don't go away. More with the, uh, Bob Walters on the Andrea K. Show on the other side of the break. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Memo to me: Must try deep-fried grilled cheese sandwich. That's on the menu for this weekend. All right. Continuing <laughs> continuing on with our buddy Bob Walters. What what more do you got for us? Some more crazy? Right. We got, yeah. Well, we got 12 cheerleaders who were sexually abused and violated by seven coaches at South Carolina University, according to a lawsuit that was just filed. This includes the basketball, baseball, and football coaches at South Carolina University for abusing 12 of the 14 cheerleaders that were on, in the school. Hard to believe. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, sign of the times, I'm afraid. Then we go to Disney and NBC. They decided to team up to promote pro-abortion films in <gasps> cooperation with University of Southern California, USC, and seek to encourage students to create films promoting abortions and sexual identity. Wow. Um, Thanks for Disney and NBC. Great. Yeah, that's just... More more disgusting stuff coming out of Disney every day. And, you know, and it's one thing to say that you believe that abortion should be, you know, available and you believe in pro-choice. But you, why? But it's disgusting and gross to, quote, promote it. Ugh. It is. Yeah. It has got no purpose at all. No. All right. You got the Air Force Academy cadets are now being told to stop using gender terms such as mom and dad. Oh. <laughs> Another slide presents... That diversity and inclusion are critical in developing war fighters. No wonder they have trouble recruiting new cadets. And, of course, China is really happy with this development, as is Russia. Well, yeah. I mean, we're looking at being literally on the brink of war with Russia. And does anybody out there actually think that we're military ready? We've got about 40,000 that aren't able to work, that they're about to boot because they haven't gotten the jab. And the rest of them all believe in pronouns, right? I mean, there's absolutely nothing that's related to being battle ready that has anything at all to do with anything related to diversity, equity, and inclusion. No, (laughs) instead of learning how to be a good fighter in the war. Right. I swear. Anyway, not only have California colleges made entrance exams optional, there's an effort by Los Angeles, Sacramento, San Diego, and Oakland schools to stop giving D's and F's. They aim to increase learning by removing the stress of failing marks. Oh, good. I'm sure that'll do it. 
Well, <laughs> how does it help students to learn and try harder if they're going to get a free ride all the way through school? Well, yeah. I mean, the the point is not to stress a kid. I mean, well, you everybody's going to have stress in life. You're not supposed to heap yeah. undue stress. Um, but you're supposed to have the pressure of I need to pass. I need to I need to get a passing grade in order to 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 move on. I'm good. You're you know, you're going to. You're, there's no way you're going to be able to get through life without being no. without passing a whole lot of different type of tests. One of which is your test in your schools. That's right. It just uh, everybody has to be a winner. There can be any failures at all, even though you deserve to be a failure, and maybe find something else to do, like become a plumber or a gardener or whatever. Yeah. And even then, right, but even then, you're going to have to, uh, if you're going to get in the union, the plumber's union, and be an apprentice, you're going to have to pass the test to show that you're qualified to be a licensed plumber. (laughs) So there's no way you're going to get through life without being tested in one way or another. And that's the point of school is to train children and get them um, and, and, you know, starting in the early years easy and making it harder progressively, preparing them for adulthood. I agree. Totally. University of Georgia has failed to enroll black students at the same rate proportionate to the number of black high school students graduating. Well, here's another racist com- combination. Six percent were black this year, and many more than that went to black universities in the state, which is a lot of them in Georgia. They now plan to send some of their billion in endorsements to entice blacks to attend this state university and reports this. This report shows that this difference is true in most states, not just the South. But it's, it's like a false goal. I mean, if the student is ready for college, admit him, take him in, help him. If he's a failure and isn't doing well, find another profession for him to be involved with, not a college student. Right. Uh, yeah, this is just another take on different types of stories is what they're, what they're doing is all about equity instead of it being about accomplishment and achievement which is what our society is supposed to be based on. Bob Walters, thanks for being here. I'm going to tell everybody about We the Kids in the next hour and make sure they know where to go to get that. I'm wearing the gear right now on Facebook Live, and I'm going to keep reminding everybody about your book as well. Thank you for being here. Love you. You're welcome. Hour two on its way. Don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.